welcome to the Pillow Cube podcast. My name is Will Beck, and I'm your host. And with me today, I've got Elena Davies. She is a global icon, influencer, <laughs> podcast host. She's open, she's vulnerable, and she's ready to join me for Pillow Talk. Mm. Elena, thanks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you did miss a few adjectives that I'd like to just toss in there in case people don't get the full picture of who I am. I'm also like the funniest person in the world and um, unbelievably sexy. So I think I can redo that or we could just kind of let that go. No, I mean, I'm, I'm now that I've said it and it's <laughs> out there, the people know that it, I think we're good. Perfect. Hey, what did you do last night? What did I do last night? Honestly, I fell asleep on a pillow cube with the lights on and the TV on and my phone in my hand. I know you went to Babe's Chicken. Don't pretend like you didn't go to Babe's Chicken. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I really went for like super literal and like last night. That's what I did. But, (laughs) and you know what? Actually, this is a really, this is not, should I tell this story? Do it. Because then people, like people might hear it. Hmm. Okay. So yes, I did go to babe's chicken last night and I want to tell you that I did it. Um, mostly number one out of just general yumminess because it is quite literally one of my favorite restaurants ever, but two out of spite. Okay. Mm. Um, because I had a friend, a male friend who has, who asked me to go like, please, like, please let's go pick a date. It was going to be this Monday, yada, yada. And, um, anyway, didn't hear from him at all. So I went, posted it on my Instagram story and then messaged his boss on Instagram and set up a time to him because if you piss me off, I'll your boss. Okay. Going big. (laughs) So his boss may have the opportunity to try a pillow cube. Perfect. Well, uh, you'll have two. So one for you, one for him. One for him. Unless we get his house, in which case, I mean, I could bring the pillows, but I don't know. We'll just see how it goes down. I'm not sure. Yep. Perfect. But I'm a petty little bitch. It was the kind of like the moral of the story. (laughs) I like that you went by yourself. You know, you're just like, hey, this is my thing. I, uh, I've been to babes one time. (laughs) And it changed your life. It was great. I took my son down to a Cowboys game. I grew up a Cowboys okay. fan, grew up in Dallas. Nice. And, uh, yeah. I should yeah. wear my Cowboys sweatshirt for the podcast so no one can see it because it's a podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I might, I might put a clip of it on YouTube. You never know. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, damn I, it. <laughs> uh, but my brother and my sister-in-law live in Fort Worth. So they, <laughs> do they really? They do. I feel like you've actually told me that on DMs maybe once or twice before, but I like forget everything. I think it was when your house was flooding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I, I might be homeless. I'm like, well, if you need a place to stay, <laughs> grab your pillow cube and <laughs> head to my family's house there yeah. <laughs> 10 miles over. <laughs> uh, anyway, we went to Babes and and I took my son and he was probably nine at the time, but he had a crush on a waitress. And <laughs> so I told the waitress it was his birthday. She came, sang to him. It was great. Yeah. So. It's, babes is an experience, it's not just food. It's like they have five things on the menu, different types of chickens, tenders, thighs, bone-in, whatever, and then like a catfish option and a like chicken fried steak. Um, and I then love they, chicken they, fried steak. 
Oh, same. And every single thing at Babes is delicious. So you order your, your meat for the table, like whoever, everyone orders their meat. And then you get a salad, biscuits, corn, mashed potatoes, gravy, green beans, and honey mustard with the tenders. And quite literally everything is, there's not one thing that I don't like. There's not one thing I don't love, but they also like randomly will just turn the music way, way, way up. And all the waiters and waitresses will go in the middle of the restaurant and do like whatever dance it is, like, you know, Cobberhead Road or whatever. And then they have like the fake rattlesnakes in the cage to like scare the kids. Did (laughs) did y'all do that? I don't remember that. Oh, I remember going to Babes as a kid growing up and being my first experience with the rattlesnakes in the cage. Like I remember that as like a little, little girl. (laughs) I think (laughs) honestly, I bring it up with my therapist. It's trauma, (laughs) but now it's funny. So (laughs) did you grow up in Texas then? Oh, hell yeah. Born and raised Fort Worth, have 817 tattooed on my body. No one here likes me, but I'm so committed. They have to deal with you though. They can have to deal with me. Can I cuss on your podcast? Because uh, we did. don't cuss a lot, so you know I'll bleep out what we can. You know. <laughs> okay, yeah, just bleep me, and I'll I'll try to contain myself. I was on terrestrial FM radio live at one point in time in my life, where and you know what they say in radio. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can say the f word one time on the radio. Yeah, that's a hard and then that's for you. It. And then that's it because you're fired. (laughs) (laughs) So you don't get, you don't even have an an opportunity to say it again. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. So um, what'd you do when you got home? What was your, uh, what's your normal night routine? So I, I actually am like a very introverted extrovert. I love hanging out with my friends and doing things. I go to my friend's house that has a pool all the time because um, she has a pool and also because she cooks food for me. but. Every single night, have you heard of like, oh, I almost said that for farts. Have you heard of the, what is it? Revenge bedtime, revenge bedtime syndrome or something. There's another word I can't I remember. I have not, but tell me Okay. About. So it's, you know, obviously I'm a expert on it <laughs> since I can't remember the full name, but it's, it's essentially the, the idea that like, say you have a really, really long day. And you're just doing stuff all day long, like working, doing social stuff. And you get home super late and you're tired. You have an early morning. You will still stay up for an additional like two to three hours because you need that like alone time in your bed to like do whatever you want, just like recover. Mm -hmm. So if I have like a really long day, I will literally be awake until 4 a.m. Just like scrolling my phone mindlessly and watching a show I've seen a million times and smoking weed. Because that is my, that is my nighttime routine. I need to sit in my bed, put on a comfort show, just post up in front of my pillow cube and just smoke a bowl and sit and look at my phone. I mean, it's riveting, really. No, I honestly, I think that, I mean, that's really the definition between an introvert and extrovert. Like you can be super social, but from your energy standpoint, you need to recover and just kind of like get yourself back. When I go to a party, by the time the party ends, I'm at like the high. And I I just have more energy then than I ever did because I just like suck everybody else's energy out mm-hmm. from them. And then I go home and I'm like, well, what, what are we doing next? You know, and I just don't ever want to stop. 
Oh no, I don't need it. I don't need that alone time. I'm like that. That's. <laughs> but like when I'm in social situations, like I'm the person that my friends hate. Number one, I think it doesn't help my like social reputation with friends that I'm get recognized often. And then I'm also like I have this. <clears throat> excuse me. It's probably because I smoke so much weed. I have this um, idea in my head that like anybody who's a fan or a follower or whatever, I I, like owe them everything. Like Mm -hmm. I I can't give them enough. Like I want to make sure they have the best Elena Davies experience in the world. I, I, I just feel like I owe them. So I'll say like, you, you don't like that picture. Okay. We'll do another picture. Like you want to tell me that story? Like I'm, I'm going to listen to it. And I, I cannot be mean. Like, I can't be like, okay, it was night. Like I, if it's a casual way for me to be like, Hey, you want to get a quick pick? That's normally how I wrap things up. It's Mm -hmm. nice to meet you. But those fans that are like ready to go and they feel like entitled to my time. There's not often, but sometimes I just, and I'll be there for like an hour and my friends are like, Elena, they have to pull, they have to pull me away. So it's like better for me that they're, they're the bad guy, but still I'm like the most social butterfly. I want to talk to everyone. I actually have FOMO at events. Like while I'm at an event, I have FOMO because I, I am missing out on other conversations, other funny things, other bars, other drinks, like other activities. And I want to do it all. I am. I want to have every conversation with every person in this room right now. mm -hmm. I am all in on everything at every social event. So it's probably that part of me that like, instead of me getting energy, I'm like just throwing my energy at people. And then I'm just so depleted. So how much, um, in terms of like you smoking weed, how much of that is like, does that actually help you sleep better? Is that just like a relaxation thing? What is the, um, you know, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, is it even, do I even get high? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm like, I feel like I smoke so much weed. I'm like, is it, is it working? Or is it that I'm just quite literally always high? <laughs> yeah. You're just in a permanent stasis of highness. <laughs> yeah. So I can't really tell the difference when I'm trying to get like actually sitting in bed at night, like trying to get high. Cause I'll like, let me show you something right now. And I'm going to explain it for the people listening, wherever you're listening. I'm wearing something called a squirrel jumpsuit. It has a pocket right in the very front on top of my boobs, just a tiny pocket. I'm going to pull something out of it. My weed pen. <laughs> it's on me at all times. One Don't of the take things it to I the say, airport in Russia, okay? I'm telling you. Oh, man. No, no way. <laughs> Poor Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for that girl. Um, or, okay, I'm petting you. Sorry, I'm... I stopped petting my dog to show you my pocket and weed pen. And she started whining because she had surgery today and um, she gets her attention seeking from her mother. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's genetic. Uh, But yeah, I, I, I started smoking weed. Like I was never a weed smoker. I tried it in college a couple of times and it was just kind of, I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And it kind of seemed to me like every time I smoke weed, it was a different experience. And so I didn't like the, the fact that I didn't know exactly what to expect. But if I drank, I knew I was going to get drunk. Mm-hmm. And so that like every time, if I drink alcohol, I get drunk. If I smoke weed, I don't know what's going to happen. That's how I felt. But in 2019, quite possibly the worst year of my life, um, you know, my reality TV boyfriend, long-term 
cheated on me the day we moved in the one year anniversary of the day we moved into our house together, which also happens to be the day before Valentine's day. And as time and calendars work, the fact that he was there over midnight makes me feel like you've cheated on me on Valentine's day. Yeah. Um, so we did not make our, um, dinner reservations that night. I found out on Valentine's day. And then, um, we went on another show together because on MTV called X on the beach. And we knew the concept of the show and we kind of had this agreement that, you know, we would respect each other. We kind of started talking and like hooking up again before the show, it was all kind of a mess and whatever, but we have this kind of agreement. Like we're not going to do anything to like hurt each other. Our relationship was real. The breakup was recent. A lot of times MTV will just throw like randoms on there that like had made out once or twice or like flirted with each other online. So their feelings aren't really involved. They're just there for the clout and vacation time, the free, the free watered down alcohol. And anyway, he just threw that out the window day one when we were in the house. Um, he was on a date with Aubrey O'Day. If you're unfamiliar, she was on um, making the band and then made the band Danity Kane and now has become listen you look up her Instagram and decide for yourself I don't want to say anything to get canceled but you'll figure it out okay um so yeah he he voted me out the first like elimination ceremony and then ended up which before that we did have sex so I'm I'm just gonna give it all to you right now like on tv on tv we had sex um it's my favorite question when people are like, where's the weirdest place you had sex? And I'm like on television. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we hooked up there like twice and then he eliminated me. And then he went on to have sex with Aubrey O'Day twice on um, television and also like make out with and quasi hook up with her ex-girlfriend. So I got to watch that on TV. It was so fun. Loved it. (laughs) Such great quality entertainment to consume. And so anyway, I was just absolutely miserable. Like so many other like negative things were happening. I was living with my mom because obviously it was weird to live with my ex-boyfriend. Of course, I guess, unless there's like a camera crew around and a bunch of other washed up reality TV stars in the house. Um, So I was living with my mom and I was just miserable every day. And one night my mom just came into my room and handed me, like put something in my mouth. And she was like, here, suck on this. And it was a weed pen. And she was like, Hmm. like, that was her, um, remedy for me. She was, she was medicating me. And then at that point I kind of, I I had been, I had smoked more like semi recently. One of my friends kind of smoked a lot, but that's when I became like, okay, I smoke every day. Always had a weed pen. Like was and it's not legal here. So I'm really just exposing myself. I hope no local um law enforcement follows your podcast really closely. Oh, I'm big in with the Fort Worth PD. They're big fans. Stop <laughs> <The top> figures. <laughs> um so yeah, now I'm just like full blown. I buy in bulk. Like it's absurd how much money I spend <laughs> on weed. Mm-hmm. And I I do smoke every day. I'm trying to cut back. Like I try not to smoke during the day. So I haven't actually smoked today, but I did kind of overdose on CBD. I did like a tincture and, oh, you watch my Instagram stories today, you know, put the balm on, did a 
two capsules, a gummy. I'm like, I need help from the Lord today. <laughs> it was not a good day for Elena. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I'm going to smoke multiple bowls every night before bed. And, so, and I don't know what, I think it calms my anxiety. Mostly my head never stops. My brain, I have ADHD and I'm constantly anxious. And so it slows down my head, my brain. And I think I like that. That's what I like about calms it. Calms you down a little. So mm-hmm. other than uh, weed, what helped you get over 2019? Like with that tough time you're going through, like were there some things that you just did to make yourself feel better? Or do you feel like it just kind of naturally over time you healed? Like how did you? So after, right after the show on, on MTV, um, I, I filmed for like five days, got to go home. Not that I had a good time at home because I was just thinking about the fact that um, the love of my quote life at the time was flirting with other girls and likely hooking up with them. Uh, Right when it wrapped, my ex Mark was like all up in my phone again Mm -hmm. and calling, texting. He actually had um, MTV fly him to Dallas Fort Worth instead of back home to New York for him. So he could like try to win me back because he like decided by the end of the show or had this in his head and me in the back of mind, most of the show that he wanted to come back to me and like make things better. So of course, because at the time I did not respect myself and I hate it so much. It's hard for me to even admit out loud. He, um, he came came back, came on back. And I just sort of, I did not sort of, I fully let him back in my life. And it was a back and forth, absolute nightmare for the whole entire rest of 2019. We would fight and quote, break up again. And then he would drive 24 hours to come see me or like have flowers delivered. Mm -hmm. And then like, or like we would get in a fight and break up again. And he would go on some rant on Instagram about being so immature. And this is coming from someone who's pretty immature online. So you have to imagine how bad it was. Um, until February of 2020, I went on a trip to Nashville with a bunch of influencers that I knew from only online, but one of them, I just had this instant connection with, and she's like, her name's Sarah Landry. She's the birds papaya on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she was just such a constant support for me during the breakup. And she had had you know, a really severe breakup in her life and picked herself back up and found an amazing man. And just talking about her story with me gave me hope and whatever. So I got to meet them in real life in Nashville on a trip and a couple other girls. And, um, within like two days, we all got matching tattoos and it was the most like fulfilling and empowering and amazing experience with these women who I got to really connect with in real life on such a deeper level. And I came back from that trip feeling like, what am I doing? Like, I should not have to like beg you to love me. You know, if you should not, it should not be a question in your mind. Like I am incredible. And if you don't want me bye. uh, of course, coming back from the trip and that those feelings fade a little bit and he, you know, tries to kind of wiggle back in mm-hmm. and Valentine's day comes around. I just moved into my house and I was like, I had this in my mind where I was like expecting him to drive down from New York and like surprise me at my house on Valentine's day. Cause that was a one year anniversary of all of the shenanigans and the Tinder sex and the nonsense. Um, and he didn't even 
message me or text me or call me. And I was like, yuck city. That was my biggest like, no. And then the world ended. Yeah, I did. (sighs) So I was trapped in my house and I got horny laying on my pillow cube. And so him still like sneaking back in my life, he would create like fake Instagram profiles and like message me and like, I knew it was him from things he would say. And so we started talking again. And uh, then in May, I got a text message from one of my big brother friends. And she was like, oh my God, Elena, I'm sure your phone is blowing up right now. But WTF, can you believe this? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, question mark, my phone is not blowing up. What are you talking about? And he had started started an OnlyFans. Hmm. And that was like one of the bigger issues we had in our 2019 situationship. And so the second I heard that from her, I completely blocked him on everything, which I had done a million times, but like I blocked him and I never reached out again. I didn't star 67 call him. He did call me a couple times within the next couple months, but didn't answer it. And I haven't spoken to him since. And my life slowly got better. And I think that was the moment where I was just like, I'm so done. You couldn't have even like given me a heads up or get like, if you're failing financially and this is your absolute last resort, like you could have at least called me and let me know just out of respect and care and love for me because you knew I had an issue with it. Um, and that was my moment that I think it was, it took time. You have to, it has to be your decision that you want to leave someone or get over someone like people can tell me all day long, friends, family, people that care about me and are watching this shit happen. And I understand it. I can see it and hear it and think it in my logical mind. But like, I just, I didn't do it until I decided I was going to do it. And it's been really cool that he's not in my life and my life has gotten so much better. And I don't know his life, but based on what I do know, doesn't seem like that's Mm -hmm. the case for him. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, like our life is a lot of combinations of other people's lives and mm-hmm. what they bring into our life is either, you know, positivity, negativity. And sometimes we let people in that don't deserve space, mm-hmm. you know? And Yeah. And it's, it's embarrassing, especially because I feel like right now, maybe I feel like have felt like this for a long time, but I've really stepped into the role of what I feel like my purpose is on Instagram. And I want to be this empowering um, woman for other women and, you know, encourage them and be this example for like strength and demanding respect and calling people out when they're crossing your boundaries. Uh, And also, of course, as you had mentioned earlier, like vulnerability and like emotions are normal and kind of the whole sense normalizing normal, which I guess in, as I'm talking it out with you, is this therapy? I don't know. What's your, what's your copay? (laughs) Do you you take Blue Cross Blue Shield? (laughs) 15 bucks. I'm cheap. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. I guess staying with someone that you sh- that you know you shouldn't be and that's a disrespect to you is is normal. A lot of people do it. So maybe my journey is a way like I experienced it so I could be there for other women who are, but in the back of my mind it's like humiliating because I'm like, yeah, be this like get rid of that man. Like you deserve better like this empowering woman and then I look back on a year of my life and I didn't I didn't do that for myself. Isn't that what's beautiful about it though? You know, it's like you had this thing and it happened to you 
but also in a way like you allowed it to happen to you, but you're taking that and saying, Hey, I don't want other people to deal with this. So I'm going to say something embarrassing. You know, you're like, I'm not worried as much about what I look like or people think about me as much as I am trying to help them not deal with that same pain that you had, you know? And so I think it's awesome that you're willing to share that. Even if you're like, yeah, you know, maybe this doesn't make me look, you know, super, you know, perfect. You yeah. know, because what you're talking about normalizing normal. It's like everyone has flaws. Everyone has weaknesses. And you're letting mm-hmm. that out there and saying, hey, take care of yourself. Yeah, yourself absolutely. First, you know, <clears throat> and I've adopted this mindset where I'm going to turn, I'm going to work, work my off to turn every problem into a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mark launched an OnlyFans. I launched an OnlyFans. $200,000 later, I have now made profit off of something that hurt me. Yeah. And, you know, the, the situation with him and how I take it to Instagram and can share about it and help other women, that's my platform to, that, that's my income. You know, that's the, the other half or majority of my income monthly. And I accidentally bought $400 pants a couple, couple weeks ago. Um, how does someone buy $400 pants on accident? I couldn't tell you. I maybe, wish I knew. Maybe when they're high. I don't know. My, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I was high and there was a puppy dog. So I really, I really shouldn't have been making financial decisions. But guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn it into a profit. I started a business with a former friend and I'm in the middle of dissolving it. And there is now legal activity involved. And I have already come up with a plan of how I'm going to turn this into a profit. So, you know, problems happen to everyone. And yeah, you have to deal with it. You have to go through it. You have to feel it and heal from it. But if you are determined to do everything you can to make it better for you and like, hey, I just went through this whole business closing with her. But guess what? I learned a lot about Shopify and I learned a lot about retail and I learned a lot about stuff. And I'm launching my own merch soon. So look at that, that already, that already has benefited me in some way. And then the rest of this, I'm going to, I'm going to make money off of how this just took money from me and was a problem in my life and stress and, you know, just consume my time. I'm going to make a profit off it. Watch. I'm a believer that our worst moments, our struggles are what generate the best things about ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. and so I look back at my hardest times in life. I'm like, this is why I'm like that now. And this is why I'm like that. Like I look back at one of the hardest times in my life and you know, I'm a million times better husband because of that moment that I struggled with back then. It's like, wow, I'm glad that that happened, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. whether it's a financial profit or whether it's just like a, Hey, you know, like I'm going to turn this bad thing into a, some kind of good thing. Like I totally. Like people are like, well, you learned your lesson or whatever, but don't, that it seems to be just like a cliche saying, but like, no, I learned my lesson. I'm never going into business with anyone else. And I also learned a lesson. I learned things throughout the process that I will apply to my future and that mm-hmm. will help me. Oh, absolutely. So um, what are some of your, like, I think everyone's on this journey to happiness. Like we all just want to be happy, you know, and there's different mm-hmm. things that we're trying to do, get to, to get to our destination of happiness. It's like, Oh, I want to have money or I want to have relationships or I want to travel or whatever. Like, 
what is your path to happiness? Like, what do you think, you know, is going to make you happy and fulfilled? Um, if my dog lives forever, that would be like my number one like path to happiness. (laughs) Um, there's not a lot of science supporting that. So living forever, (laughs) Uh, um, there might be science towards dogs providing happiness for people. I think that probably it does exist, but it does forever. but, But there's that expiration date on the happiness. Um, so my path to happiness is I feel like I'm already like well on my way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I actually haven't said this in a really long time, but I used to say all the time, um, I'm open to what the to what the Lord has for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't always know what that is. Um, but I know right now what makes me happy is making other people happy. 100%. If I can make someone laugh every day, I am that like that's my, that's what I feel like my purpose is. And it seems such, so silly when there's people out there, like, you know, curing cancer and like performing heart surgery and like going on mission trips and giving clean water to, you know, third world countries. And I'm over here just like (laughs) dick jokes online. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I am super purposeful, (laughs) but I really do believe it is like, I I've gone through some of the hardest times in my life. I had to rely on I relied on distractions and like certain creators and certain like the radio show I used to be on, like that got me through listening to a radio show every day, got me through a awful time in my life. So when I get messages and I get them almost every day, like your stories, I watch your stories every day. You make me laugh. I'm going through this awful time. People tell me this and they're like, you're who makes me laugh when I'm miserable. And I'm like, check. I've done what I've done. And I get, I get awful messages. I get people being mean, but like the love is louder and I'll take all the hate because I can, as long as I can continue to give laughs and smiles and happiness. And then as if I can keep doing that on Instagram and podcast and wherever else, only fans <laughs> making people happy in a different way. Um, then that will continue my success. And success means I'll have more time and money and more time and money means I'll be able to bless people. And I, my goal in life is to be able to like, sure. still enjoy my life, have nice things, do whatever, but like go travel, go to Isla Mujeres and have the best time and tip everyone $5,000, you know, just like every opportunity I can to bless someone who could use a blessing or needs help. Um, like that's what I want to do. And it makes like all of my insides, like even talking about it right now, I'm like, I don't know. I I'm like giddy. I couldn't be happier. Like that is what my goal is in life to be rich enough to make other people to be able to bless people. That's that's really it. It Make people laugh. Yeah. I think, uh, there's a few things that are like so key in happiness, but like when you talk about service, like having your mindset be like, how can I do something for somebody else? It's just something instinctual about that. And like our bones is like, that's how we feel happy is when we try to make other people happy. But Mm -hmm. there's also something in us that's like, me, me, me. I got to do this for me. And it's when we focus on our me that we like lose track of the other people. And then we like, don't get happy. (laughs) It's like (laughs) a really weird uh, cycle. One of the other things that I 
I'm a huge fan of is just gratitude. And it sounds kind of cheesy, but my dad told me like, hey, people who are really grateful are always happy. They're just yeah. thankful for what they have. And it's like, it's just magic. You know, start your day thinking about like all the things that you have that God's given you. And then you're like, okay, like I'm mm-hmm. really fortunate. I am lucky to have what I have. There yeah. are so many people that don't have what you have. And then you just change kind of your world viewpoint, you know? Yeah, it's, it's really is perspective thing. And when I'm doing my best, uh, have you heard of the five minute journal? No. Um, I actually, I have two right by my bed. And I used to do this more frequently, but it's like a a five minute morning and five minute night, like journal. And it, it, it prompts you like, I'm grateful for what Mm -hmm. you list three things. What would make today? Great. You list three things, daily affirmations. I am this. And then you pull it back up at night and you say three amazing things that happened to me today. How could I have made today better? And it's like such a positive way to start your day and end your day. And I do know that I have better days. I'm happier and more productive when I am intentional about being, you know, grateful. Um, it really is such like a powerful thing. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's remarkable. So, so far we've covered relationships, mm-hmm. chatted about the hard times. Um, let me talk to you a little bit about any like sleep tip, tips, tricks that you have, things that you do to help you sleep better. Um, what position you sleep in, some of that kind of stuff. Um, I will say that I do like, you know, you mentioned earlier about weed. I, I do feel like I, I definitely do it every night. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to always do it during the day. I'm not like a wake and baker have to smoke all day long, but like I, I do smoke at night to help me feel better and calm down and to sleep. Um, otherwise I like need to feel my dog, like Mm -hmm. laying next to me in whatever, way my back we we spoon and then like my absolute favorite way to fall asleep is my face and her face like right touching each other and people think this is probably so gross and guess what i don't care um if you think it's gross don't do it let me live but i think her breath smells so good <laughs> and I, it's simply one of those things i think it's like a pheromone thing if i'm ever dating someone and really in love with someone they're just like natural breath when it doesn't smell like food or crest or whatever i call it i <laughs> why am i saying the things i'm saying on your podcast <laughs> i told you i was going to someone's boss i'm like <laughs> i'm really going for it but i call it i call it sexy breath because I'm just like so attracted to it because I love them so much. And I think that must be the same for her, even though she is literally a canine. Um, but like, that's my favorite thing. I'm more of a side sleeper. I'll say do, I do the, the side sleep and the, the leg up, you know, kind of whatever. And, and I'm a rubber. I like to go to bed <laughs> with my socks on mm-hmm. and they're there. Oh, the debate. Oh, the, it's a, Oh man, is it is it the biggest debate in the country right now? Probably our priorities seem to be a little whack. But the socks to bed or no socks to bed thing. Yeah. Listen, I I I am the best of both worlds because I will go to bed with socks on. I like tall socks and then I will rub them off. Like I'll take <laughs> I will take my toes and just slowly like rub each of them off together. And then they'll be the socks will just be in the bottom of my bed and I'll continue to just rub my feet around on the socks until I fall asleep. And so I have quite literally 
like 14 pairs of socks in my sheets at all times. <laughs> so you like give it's yourself like my a toxic trait foot massages until you get to bed, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, so that, you, that's, I think that's my journey to sleep. How have you uh, liked your pillow cube? Okay. Wait, I have to add okay. something in for sleeping. I, 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 there's like a, maybe like a seven to 10 shows that are my comfort shows. Um, Brooklyn nine, nine being the absolute top number one. I'm sure you know that because you follow me on Instagram. Andy Sandberg is my dream man. His photo is the background on my phone. I think he, I just, I mean, I say all the time, I want to marry him. Like he's my dream man. There are only two problems. Um, one, he's already married and two, he's funnier than me. And I just absolutely marry someone. No, 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 no. Can't do it. Um, but yeah, I have to have, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or one of my other shows on um, Superstore or Parks and Rec or whatever. The list goes on. And and I do have to sleep on my pillow cube because I am a side sleeper. It's really nice that I have the cube that fits so nicely between like my, my shoulder neck area and my head, especially because I had emergency spine surgery last year. And if I sleep funky... I am in pain four days. So I have to, like, I literally am very intentional about the way I lay down and the way I fall asleep um, and the position I'm in because otherwise I will pay for it later. And I do not like paying for things I don't want to have to pay for or shouldn't have to pay for it. like $400 pants, but it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was worried about you when you got spine surgery. I was like, oh man, I don't know. Hopefully our pillow didn't cause that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think you're, your pillow is um, powerful enough to remove an entire disc from my cervical spine and have it sit on the nerves in my left arm. If it did though, I have a few people I'd like to have you (laughs) send the pillow to (laughs) (laughs) just as, just as a quote gift, you can, I I have their address. You can send it out. If your if your pillow can ruin somebody's life, you let me know quick. Yeah. uh, I don't think so, but uh, Uh, well, (laughs) darn it was worth the ask. (laughs) Yep. Totally. Um, Awesome. So tell me, what's your favorite thing to eat at Chili's? Oh, Chili's. Um, my classic is the triple dipper because I get those Southwestern egg rolls and then I get original chicken crispers. There's quite literally no chicken crisper in the world like an original chicken crisper from Chili's. Now, I say that having just had Babe's tenders last night, but the they babes don't Chili's are not in the same. They're universe. exactly, they're not yeah. in the same world. Like if there's, it's, they're just not. Um, and then my third item on the triple dipper is sometimes a toss up. Like I would say a lot of times I lean, um, big mouth bites, no bacon. And then of course I always get the mark of the month and chips, salsa, ranch, ranch is very important. If you're not ordering ranch at Chili's with your chips, like don't follow me on Instagram, delete my number, never reach out make better choices in your life. I and thought then we were going to be friends, but this might be the end of it. I Listen, I'll get, I'll give you an opportunity. Okay. Go to Chili's, do it right. And then reach back out, send me a photo of you <laughs> eating a chip with ranch on it. And then we can be friends again. But until okay. then I'll investigate. Yeah. Um, what about the queso? Oh yeah. I said, that was the last thing I said. And the still okay. queso. Yeah. I just went backwards. I think I started with my meal and then went to appetite and then went to drink and then went to appetizer. And then chips just, and salsa. And I was like, well, chi- the- chips, 
salsa, ranch. The ranch goes with the chips okay. and then skillet queso. And then obviously at the end of the meal, you get a chocolate molten cake. Do they still have country fried steak? Um, they do. They actually have been switching up their menu kind of a lot lately or like adding things to it. Um, they're getting really versatile there. So love that for them. Love that for me. How did you get into chilies and how, how did you start doing business with them? Um, so I've been obsessed with chilies for forever. It's like kind of a core memory for me because when I was in high school, there was these, there was a Chili's and a Brahms right next to each oh, other. I loved it, Brahms, man. Oh, Brahms Bro, is yeah. the shit. Yeah. I have a Brahms across the street from me now. And like, they know me by name. It's pretty sad. Um, but anyway, for people not in Texas, Brahms is just a, I don't know, even know how to describe it. It's like a little country store mm-hmm. slash fast food, but like restaurant and like has all the desserts. You can so buy you your can milk go, there. Yeah. You can go in and buy milk and like other like normal grocery items. They also sell all of their ice cream in like, you know, pints and half gallons and whatever. And then they have a whole line. If you want to order there, make your meal, you can get, you know, a burger and yada, yada, and like whatever Sunday you want. So anyway, the Brahms and the chilies were right next to each other. And after any like big high school event or game or like, um, you know, little ceremony for something or graduation, we would go to the Chili's and hang out and or the Brahms and hang out. And I don't know. I just love Chili's. I came off of Big Brother and I talked about Chili's all the time. And then it hit me that I'm like, wait, do they work with influencers? So I reached out to my agent and I was like, can you please find their contact information? So she found it. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I was like, will you please email them once a week? So she emailed them once a week until they finally emailed back and hired me for my first Chili's campaign. It was such a big deal for me. I was so excited. My mom, actually, it was really cute, um, had flowers sent to my house to congratulate me. And I've worked on every single Chili's campaign since then, except for the one that's going on right now. Oh, so I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I was a little bit triggered when you asked me because Chili's has hurt my feelings. Now, does that take away from how delicious their food is and how much I love the actual establishment of Chili's? No, but they'll be summer, back. I hope so. Their summer merch just launched. And so again, I knew that was coming and I had my agent. I was like, Hey, Chili's, Chili's merch is coming. They do like three or four campaigns a year and it, two are for merch. And so I was like, you, can you start emailing, start the process again? And they know who I am. Like they know who, like oh, obviously, but yeah. even the people I that like. You're the only person I know who like posts about chilies very regularly of their own free will, chili. you know? Yeah, yeah. So much free press for chilies. Um, but yeah, so they didn't hire for me, hire me for it. And I'm just sitting on my phone having a kind of bad day already. And I see somebody that I follow posting a chilies ad for their merch. And I literally, <laughs> literally, started bawling. I was so sad. I didn't even get a PR box. They didn't even send me some merch as just a, here you go. Like after all we've been through? After all we've been through, Chili's, and you like, come on, that hurt my feelings. All the football games. <sighs> you know, so all the I reached out cake. to my agents immediately and I was like, I quit. I'm not going to be an influencer anymore. My life is ruined. And then um, even messaged 
one of the girls who used to work for Chili's Social but moved over to another restaurant because I'm like ridiculous. You're like, where should and, I eat now? I'm I'm, yeah. I'm switching. What's 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 good out there? Yeah, she works at like Maggiano's now. I love so Maggiano's. Like, oh, you could do totally you, switch, you dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, like try their little stuff, uh, cheese right? sticks, man. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'm a Maggiano's influencer now. I don't know. Stay tuned to find out. But yeah, I messaged her and I was just like, man, I, st- I wish you still worked at Chili's because cry face, I didn't <laughs> get um, added to this campaign. And I, in my mind, I was like, well, if she worked there. I would have gotten it, but that may not be the case. Occasionally brands decide after um, encountering me for a long period of time or watching me on Instagram that I'm just too much for them. And that may be the case for what happened with Chili's. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, rest in peace, my feelings, because they are just shattered. To you death. can build back up from this. I believe in you. Listen, I, what did I say earlier? I'm going to turn every pro- problem into profit. That's what I'm so talking I'm gonna, about. I'm going to figure out a way. Maggiano's. To, you know what, Maggiano's? It's you and me now. Dude, you just go there. They have a great chicken parm. They've got great everything, man. I, I really, I love that place. I think it's great. So they're in the like Chili's umbrella, like the corporate. Oh, are whatever. they? Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of like a sister restaurant. Oh, it's a but, definitely, but, a, it's like an older sister though. It's up a tier. Oh, no offense, oh yeah. No older sister. Chili's. Yeah. No. And, but Chili's was actually founded in Dallas. Their headquarters is in Dallas. Um, so it's, I mean, they're neighbors, they're nearby. And I guess Maggiano's is too, because that girl works for them now. Yeah. So honestly, my next, like had babes last night out of spite, you know, eight babes out of spite. Now I'm going to eat Maggiano's out of spite. Dude, cheese sticks. <laughs> cheese sticks, sticks and chicken parm because I'm a petty <laughs> <laughs> And you know, I'm going to post about it on Instagram and tag them. <laughs> Dude, I'll be keeping my eye out for it. So please well, I know, do. I know you've got to go. Got some other stuff to do today. But yeah. I love talking to you. I love uh, hearing your story. And thank you. For, uh, did we you. cover? Did we cover everything you wanted to cover? I know oh, I man. talk a lot. Honestly, I'm such I a co- good podcaster. I'm so great to have on a podcast because you don't even have to actually like talk. I'll just do it for you. <laughs> I didn't even have to prepare. Like, and I usually I spend a lot of time preparing, and now I just got all this stuff I could talk about someday. But you know. <laughs> It's uh, you, yeah, you, you, I could just no, show really. Did I really not answer? Like, did it, we really not get to some stuff that you wanted to cover? Totally. Okay, hit, hit me with a couple more. Hit me with a couple more. Okay. Uh, what are like when you were a girl? Like, what were your career goals? What did Elena, as a child, say? Hey, I want to be. Good question. Hey, mom. When I was a little girl growing up, what did I want to be? Like, what did I want to be when I was growing up? When I was like littler. Gymnast. No, that can't be right. Mm-hmm. Okay, my mom said that I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast. When did you give up on that dream, or is it still going? It, honestly, it's still my dream to this day. <laughs> I'm still working on it. Dude, mom Ish. been in the room for the podcast. Shout out to mom, by the way. I know that you love your mom. Yeah, you shout out you to love... Eugenia. Hey, how you doing, Eugenia? Because I know you, you love your bed and your mom the most. I my bed that. and my my bed and my mama and Lily. Those and are the Lily. things I oh, love them. You and got we, everything you know, right there, right four. now. But yeah, no, Ma, Eugene, and her, Ma, mom's name is Eugenia. And if your name is going to go ahead and be Eugenia, obviously, at least 75% of the time, I call her Eugenia. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she just showed up actually like a few minutes ago. So she's new. She didn't get to hear all of it. No, well, there's probably some but parts guess of it. What? <laughs> she guess didn't what? Need to hear. <laughs> no, listen, Eugenia is my biggest fan. She watches everything I post on Instagram. She listens to every podcast I do. Is she going to listen to this podcast? Oh, a hundred percent. She listens to every podcast I'm on and she has quite literally heard it all. I talk to her about like my hookups. I'm like, Eugenia, listen to what this man did. (laughs) (laughs) So she she really has heard it all. But apparently when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an Olympic gymnast when I grew up. So, so, or what, what, then what else would my mom said? Well, I don't know about Olympic. How would I be a professional (laughs) gymnast then? There's really no other way to monetize that. You could be a gymnastics coach. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Children seem to be like something I shouldn't be around. (laughs) Possible. (laughs) So um, what is kind of like, as an influencer, like what are the things that are hardest about your job? Um, My mental illness. (laughs) No, totally. I think that is the hardest thing about being online. You get ravaged, you know? Yeah. And, and or mental illnesses. Um, yeah, going on a reality TV show is brutal, especially big brother. Um, there is without a doubt, no other reality TV show that gets, that has more invested fans like Mm -hmm. in the world. There's no other show other than big brother that people are wildly invested and will like, I still have people I was on five years ago and I still have people trying to ruin my life. Like we'll actually go out of their way to like call your job and like tell them you're awful and like if you have a business like can review it bad every single day like they're crazy and so that follows you I get hate still constantly even from other house guests and it's like it never goes away um and then yeah it's just and then yeah like being online constantly it's just you don't get to escape anything like the news what's going on in the world like you know, comparing yourself to other creators that are doing a better job or more consistent or, you know, better at content. And also it's really hard for me to like get up and go. Like, I will tell you, I have the most incredible, amazing, hilarious ideas constantly, but me to execute them, I feel like takes so much work because I'm so severely ADHD that, um, and I, and a perfectionist that like, it has to be perfect. And yeah, I just, I have a hard time starting things. So that makes things difficult. And of course, like coming up with content that's really funny for like a sponsored ad is, it's tough to do. No, totally. But yeah, gen- general answer to that is mental illness is the hardest mm-hmm. part of being an influencer. So if you could do anything for a career in the future, like what would you do? Um... Good question. I kind of have been thinking about that more lately than not just because I did decide to quit influencing when Chili's didn't hire me. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's why I brought it up. (laughs) But I mean, I'm kind of joking. I do feel like I a little bit have my dream job because I have this platform that I get to make people laugh on Instagram and my podcast. But I would love, like secretly, I would love to do comedy in another way, like stand up or something or do Mm -hmm. live podcast tours. But as bold and fearless as I am doing stand-up comedy ops, it just rocks me to my core. I'm so terrified, but yeah, I'm open to the things the Lord has for me. All, all I want to do in life is make people laugh, be in comedy somehow. I love attention. I love like 
I love all of it. So as long as I'm still like in entertainment in some way and making people laugh and making people's days better, getting them through hard times, I'm kind of, I'm open to whatever opportunity there is to do that. So you had two requests for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. You posted them on your Instagram story today. Do you remember what they were? Yeah, I do. I remember. You said, nobody asked me about Big Brother today. (laughs) <laughs> and pray for Lily. So yeah. I prayed for Lily and I'm asking all the Pillow Cube podcast listeners to pray for Lily. She gets Thank better. Thank you guys. Yeah, and, sweet baby. And I didn't ask you about Big Brother. I was really proud. You didn't. I had to... And I, I didn't even think about that whenever I posted that this morning that I had a podcast with someone who naturally would likely ask me about Big Brother. Um, I more so meant like all the fans online, but I, know, I love that. You, I know, but I, I love I, that you still <laughs> respected it. No, I love that you still respected it. And because I'm such a talker, I brought it up anyway, didn't I? I you brought did. it up. You totally brought so, it up. A couple I times. Yeah. I'm breaking my own rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll let you hang out with your mom. Thank you. I thanks. actually have the reason I had to go is because I have a um, psychiatrist appointment. <laughs> Dude, cancel it, dude. I took care of you, you know? Yeah, I know I should. And this was freer than this one's going to be. <laughs> dude, hopefully you got good insurance. Psychiatry is important. My yeah, wife it really has, is. Um, bipolar disorder, actually. So I'm mm-hmm. like a huge like mental health awareness person. And I think, you know, if you take care of yourself, life can be you a lot better. You have to. You got to. Yeah, you, know? you have to. You have to. So anyway, off to the psychiatrist I go. But I honestly had such a fun time chatting with you. You're you're just great, and I can't wait for you to send me another pillow cube in the mail. And then at some point, I'm gonna need a mattress because I I know y'all do mattresses we now. Got so we got you em. got Let's them, talk. and and eventually I'm gonna need a new mattress, or I'm gonna get a bigger house and need a another bedroom. Right now, I have a three bedroom house, and it's a bedroom, a closet, and an office. I don't actually have another bed, so I don't like guests. I feel like that sends a message like as don't much stay as here. You like your own bed, maybe you would want to have like beds in all the rooms. Just like you always have a bed, like in your main room, like your living room, just like put like a bed living there. room, just bed, like office, no couch, bed. just bed. Yeah. Closet, <laughs> closet, bed, yeah. dining room, bed, throw the norms <laughs> out. Do yeah. what you want to do. You're Elena. Honestly, I'm Elena. I can do whatever I want. Yep. Awesome. So powerful. Well, I loved chatting with you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah. Thanks for being my bud. 